Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Going for Two, presented by Home Field Apparel. I am your host, Matt Brown, the publisher of the Extra Points newsletter, part of the D1 Ticker family. Joined here, by, as always, by uh, Brian Fisher, my, my colleague here and co-host. Brian, I don't know about you, I feel pretty good to be off uh, off the road here after our, our very busy last couple of days. It was busy, and uh, you're right. I am I'm glad to be off the road. Uh, as much fun as, as it is to go traveling and, and see a lot of people, it's always nice to come home. It, it, yeah, especially because um, we were probably pulling 12, 14-hour days. I, yeah. I think oh, easy, 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 easy. I mean, you you even more so than I, than I was because I, I'm the idiot that doesn't have to do any of the editing here. I'm just uh, I'm just here to ask the stupid questions. So it, it's it's been nice to kind of step back a little bit, catch our breath before we, we hit the road here again. One of the things that is a challenge when you are you know, talking to people for 14, 15 hours a day in this little convention bubble over the past couple of days is you forget everything else that's happening outside of that bubble. We were so laser focused on conventions and commissioners and athletic directors and Robert Rules of Order and extremely upset representatives from UC Santa Cruz that it might have been easier for us to maybe miss some of the other big college athletic stories that were happening over the past couple of weeks. And I, I wanted to talk to you about one of them here that's happening in uh, as, as different of a place as, as you can get here from where I am in Chicago. We got five inches of snow. The temperature today was like four. My nose hairs froze to my face as I was walking my daughter to, to second grade today. Come back. You think, you know what sounds pretty good after spending a couple of days in Indy and Chicago? Hawaii. But Brian, looks like all hell's breaking loose right now with Hawaii. I mean, you got state legislatures meeting and, and having hearings. You have multiple, multiple lawmakers having hearings. You have uh, the whole June Jones Twitter spat. Like and, and it, it was funny. I was was texting somebody the other day. Like he he had a private Twitter account and and everybody was like screenshotting his tweets of like no I'm turning down the Hawaii job. They offered this and uh, yeah, but really that was like a 24 hour news cycle. And then they end up hiring uh, Timmy Chang, who uh, the, the prodigal son comes back, I guess. But uh, wild wild week on the islands. And you know I, I do a lot of radio out there. Um, you know some some great folks out there, not only uh, with Hawaii athletics but uh, throughout the islands that that love sports. And they were in the news quite a bit. And and a lot of it was of their own making. A lot of it wasn't of their own making. And I think it's uh, something we can dive into a little bit here, because as much as we do want to kind of take that trip out to the islands for, for all the, the tropical warmth and whatnot, um, you know, there's, there's a lot going on that needs to be discussing in terms of the higher ed and, and, and college athletics. I, I listen, Matt Roberts, if you're listening to this, um, this isn't even me trying to get a Hawaiian vacation. I absolutely do want to spend four days and do a deep dive in this program. Well, how, many, how many times have I said, well, I think I've said it on this podcast, but I know I've said it to you in, in, in person and to other people, like as, as a college football writer, the thing that you want the most is for Hawaii to be undefeated and in the running for, I guess now the, the college football playoff. But, you know, a couple of years ago back uh, when, when they were on that run towards the BCS Bulls, you know, that, yeah. that was so fun. That That's what you wanted. You want to have be able to take that trip out to the island. Certainly when, um, you know, Tua was kind of coming through Alabama, a lot of folks were able to kind of go out there, uh, you know, meet with his family and, and do some of those type of stories. And um, yeah, you, you want Hawaii to be really, really good. So you can head out to the islands for, for a few days. You want to be able to get out there for the Maui Invitational and and, and have the, all the, the fun aspects of, of college athletics that, that do happen out there. But, um, you know, th there's a lot uh, going on the other side of the fence as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to let's let's roll back like maybe four scandals, because I, I feel like um, 
this story has had multiple what the hell moments, I think, over the last month. And it's, you know, it's, it's anything that happens with Hawaii is especially unique because a lot of it happens after the rest of the country has gone to bed or at least closed their laptops and is not paying attention. And then that's when, when things are getting weird. So we roll, let's roll the tape back. Hawaii, I mean, you know, not, not great, but like, you know, they, they were, they were, they were, they were gonna, they're going to make a bowl game. Right. But everybody or almost everybody on the team was transferring, which is unusual, especially if they are individuals who maybe are from Hawaii um, which which tend to be a very important uh, talent pool that, that you want to retain. Some of your most productive offensive and defensive players. And you know, for, for you know, interrupt me here if you think I'm being unfair in my um, my, uh, my my characterization here. But a large part of that seemed to be people leading because they thought Todd Graham was an asshole. That or that I, I think one of the quotes was like he has he has uh, extinguished my love of football. My love of the game has ended because of my participation in this program. And you're going to see players transfer for every program and you might see people transfer more often from more disciplinarian type coaches. But I think we would both agree leading up to before the congressional hearing, Hawaii was experiencing an, uh, an uncharacteristically high amount of player turnover. Wouldn't you say? I, I think they um, had uh, certainly double digits. I think they were close to 20 players transferring out, which, you know, any, anytime you have that amount of roster turnover, that's going to raise some eyebrows. And because everybody yeah. follows, I mean, there, there's only one, 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 uh, one show in town, right. In terms of Hawaii athletics and Hawaii football. And, you know, really the, the folks on the islands love that team, love that school, love that university. Yeah. Uh, really differently a from a lot of others. Market. Yeah. And so when, whenever you have that amount of turnover and it's not just it's not just a drip, you know, it's not just one guy every other week. You know, it's 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 a lot of guys going into the portal all at once. And I think that raised a lot of red flags, obviously. And to the to the point where you, you get uh, you get state senators involved and, and you get uh, hearings. And, um, you know, truthfully, there were some some pointed questions being asked of the administration, of the coaching staff, like what's going on here. And I think that was kind of where everybody kind of took notice, really, is you don't often have hearings like that. I mean, you go back to the last summer you know when, when the state texas state legislature was was holding the hearings on the big 12 and all that yeah. that was about uh, everybody like whoa now we're now we're getting serious same thing happening in, in in this case and um you know i mean look let's face it you know it's just such a unique circumstance and when todd graham's uh, nephew ends up you know jumping into the portal i think that was like the, the red light for everybody else like even beyond having these hearings was like oh th- there's there's something seriously wrong with what's going on with it within that program yeah, I mean, like, to try to put some historical context, you're right. The idea of there being a state congressional hearing about a flagship university's athletic program is uncommon, but it's not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't not happen, right? Like the, the, the Texas, you're right, did one, I want to say Oklahoma did two about Big 12 realignment. Um, the, 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 it is not uncommon at all for governors or for state lawmakers and occasionally federal lawmakers to get involved when conference realignment is, is on the table. There was uh, a lot of rumored involvement in the West Virginia governor's mansion and uh, the Marshall athletic program, um, particularly as it relates to their coaching search. Uh, there have occasionally been uh, lawmakers who have proposed bills requiring certain schools to play. This was an issue in, in Utah uh, with, with uh, BYU in Utah. It happens sometimes in Texas. So like these things in, play, in markets where people really care about a college program, these things do happen. The idea for there to be a congressional hearing with multiple witnesses dunking on a sitting head coach who then decided, you know what? I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna not quit. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, they're going to hold a hearing into how much I suck and I'm going to just roll with it. That boggles the mind. And, and to be fair, not everybody in that hearing said that Todd Graham sucked or that, that everything about the Hawaii program was bad. But boy, howdy, were there a lot of people that said this was bad. And now suddenly, I mean, like the, the, it's, this is this is childish compared to some of the more serious things here. But the quote that's going to stick with me, and it's probably going to stick with me for the next 20 years because my brain is broken and I remember stuff like this, is a player getting up there and saying that, that Graham called the state a third world country because he couldn't get access to Dr. Pepper and vending machines. Like, imagine being so rich and being in Hawaii and being so unhappy because you can't get Dr. Pepper. Like, I love Dr. Pepper too, but... Not that much. Um, well, I, I so, will stick up for Todd, yeah. Todd Graham. He, he, he's a Texas guy. So, I mean, I, I do got to stick up for the, just the, the, the love of Dr. Pepper as, as a native Texan. I, I completely understand how you can yeah. get a little like, bit Dr. Pepper's great. Dr. <laughs> Pepper, do you want to sponsor this program? When you're in Hawaii yeah. and, you're, and you're getting paid, uh, you know, six plus figures, you know, you know every year. Uh, yeah, I, I would say you could probably import that. You could probably go to Costco, have it shipped to you or something, you know. Like like there, there are ways around that to where you maybe, maybe want to tone down that little rhetoric. But I, I totally understand that. Dr. Pepper love. Sorry to, yeah, to do that sojourn, but yeah, I, I I look, I get it, right? If I go to Brazil and hang out on the beach with my cousins and see my sister and everything, am I gonna be able to get a Chicago Green River or or maybe some of the other discuss a Baja Blast? No. But I'm on the equator. Like I've got I, I'm sipping something else delicious from a coconut. I I, I don't have time to get angry about this. I, I remember when when this when this tweet was shared. A coaching friend of mine DM'd me and said, "Listen, man, I saw I saw this dude at AFCA, and he was double fisting Dr. Pepper's at like five thirty in the morning, or whatever." So, all right, the the man is is walks right off of Fansville, but is apparently real life and has high fructose corn syrup in his veins, whatever. But this is a unique gig, and it's unique in that you can't come in here and outwardly hate on Hawaii. You, just from a very practical perspective, one, you need to get a lot of Hawaiians on your on to recruit. I mean, to, to be on your team. They play really good high school football there, and recruiting anybody from the mainland is going to be hard. Getting anything from the mainland is hard. And you need the money, and you need the local support on your side. And so calling your new town a third-world country for whatever reason isn't going to work. Just like, I don't know, if you were a Yankee that uh, besmirched what Starkville, Mississippi had to offer – you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt the same way that maybe somebody who leaned into the fact that you now live in Starkville might necessarily get. So all, all of these, all these are big problems. The man decides to, to stay and gets dunked on for two other rounds of social media. And of course, when this happens in Hawaii, that means it also happens again when you're sleeping because the rest of the country finds out about it. And then uh, for whatever reason, he decides to, to step down. Maybe he realizes this isn't worth it. I'm already rich. Maybe he realizes recruiting is going to be impossible. The university allegedly doesn't have the money to pay his buyout, but the situation is untenable. So he decides to, to resign, to, to go back and, 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 do, and do something else. And Brian, now Hawaii has a coaching vacancy. What happened after that? Well, you know, it was interesting because uh, I think there was a lot of concern in terms of going back to that kind of interim period where we didn't know what was going to happen with Todd Graham, I think it's important to point out the fact that Hawaii does not have a lot of money. And so buying out Todd oh. Graham at that point would have proved quite challenging, I think, for the administration. And, uh, you know, look, 
it, it helped him that he resigned and, and he does free up some funds that way. But, um, you know, this was this was going to be an interesting coaching. Story. I mean, talking with some folks in Indianapolis, um, you know, that were, were around the Mountain West, it was it was interesting to kind of get their thoughts on not only that gig, but you know, where Hawaii goes from here. Would they allow uh, the AD to make this hire after having hired Todd Graham? I think there yeah. was a little bit more input in terms of the rest of the community. And, um, you know, look, there, there, were, there was basically a short list and, and everybody understood what the pecking order was. So it, it was a different kind of search than the one that led to Todd Graham. But uh, at the end of the day, I think this was, um, you know, really Hawaii making sure that they found someone who knew Hawaii, knew that culture like you were speaking to, and and really understood what it took to make that program go. And that's why they started with June Jones, who obviously had terrific success there. You know, well regarded. You know, still still on the islands, helping out a, a little bit. Um, I think he was. Uh, I, for, I forget his exact job title, but um, he's obviously around the program and, and knows a lot of the boosters, knows a lot of the administ- administrators, knows that school and, and how to do things well. But what was unique with that approach to June Jones is obviously he's in his sixties. He, he's you know he, he's approaching there in age. He, he's not the young guy that you're going to build the program around for the next ten years, right? Yeah, June Jones is almost 70. I think he's like 68 um, and doesn't look like a young 68. No, no. And, and uh, you know, you, you understood that, um, you know, look, there, there would be a bit of an intern period where he would be in charge and then they would kind of turn the reins over to somebody else, which I, I think everybody kind of expected to be Jimmy Chang, Timmy Chang, excuse me. And um, uh, look, he, that, that ended up happening a little bit earlier for a lot of reasons that uh, we kind of just discussed. You know, the, the, the school wanted to ensure that transition was going to happen. They offered some interesting contract terms that June Jones uh, almost right away put out uh, to the media. You know, he, he kind of put the school on blast there on, on Twitter on, to a lot of his reporter friends. Um, you know, his, his agent, Lee Steinberg, was, was getting involved in, in making statements. It was really one of the more almost the more transparent coaching searches we've seen in, in college sports. Um, you know, it's funny. Yeah, correct. Transparent is definitely a word that we could use to describe and, and, how, how, this, how this negotiation and, and it's so funny because it's going on like with the NFL kind of going parallel. So you, you see like, you know, so Denver Broncos interview Nathaniel Hackett and, and we have a second interview with Dan Quinn. And, and, and like you see the, yeah. the NFL side, you know, being very, very forthcoming transparency who who these teams are interviewing and, and Hawaii kind of made no bones about it that they've talked with June Jones. June Jones kind of flipped that around and said, here's the contract terms they offered me and I, I don't want to accept them. And yeah, it, it definitely definitely was limiting, you know, and, and he had a point to where if you're offering him a three-year deal and, or even a two-year deal, you know, what recruit is really going to sign up for that knowing. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about that specifically here for a moment, because one, you're right. Extremely unusual for a coach uh, who is not hired to lay out. These were the terms I was offered and here's why I'm turning them down. Nobody could get away with this unless you felt like you had an immense amount of social currency or the ability to maybe peer pressure a school. Like the fact that June Jones is already a beloved figure for a lot of Hawaii athletics fans uh, and their athletic director and their administration are not. uh, I can understand why somebody would think I have leverage. I I can use it in this particular situation. So if I remember this correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, please, that, that Jones basically says, I'm offered a two, it's either a two or three year deal, right? A very short term deal. Um, and he understands, listen, I'm not going to be here for 10 years. You want me to kind of be a stabilizing force, then, you know, uh, make things ready for uh, a, a different coaching candidate. But you're right. How am I supposed to recruit or function if I only have a two or three year deal? I'd like a four year deal. You can fire me whenever, but I need to be able to, to have the, to be able to project that. And also I need to be able, as I understand this, the ability to hire my own people. 
whereas he was alleging that maybe Hawaii's central administration wanted to have more of a say in assistance. Which, um, which happens quite often, honestly, especially on these type of quick to- coaching turnaround uh, things that happen. You have uh, an administration that, that likes an assistant. Maybe there's an offensive coordinator that's done really well, a defensive coordinator that's done really well. And, and they kind of put it as a condition of your hiring. And some coaches immediately are going to walk. Others say, all right, fine. That's, you know, maybe I, I do know the guy and, and that's fine. I was going to hire him anyway. Others are like, well, you know, after one year, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from him down down the road, you know, and, and, and the administration won't be able to say much. So, um, that yeah. ends up happening. assistance assistants generally don't get three year plus guaranteed deals anyway. So if there's going to be a changeover with the head coach, you would expect that there would be attrition or changeover at least a year afterwards anyway. And that wouldn't like, nobody's going to say you got to keep this linebackers coach for the duration of your tenure. That would be outrageous, right? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, contractually, Hawaii was in a difficult spot, just given where we are in the calendar. And some of those contracts either were already rolling over, even signing new deals. So they probably would have had to buy out a few other coaches. And, and yeah, you understand why they said, you know what, just monetarily wise, we, we need to keep three or four of these guys because we, we can't afford them, afford to you know kind of send them on their way. And let's face it, if you're June Jones, you probably don't want to inherit some of Todd Graham's assistants, you know, somebody who runs a completely different offensive and defensive system from you, number one, and number two, guys that you just don't really know and, and who have had that bad yeah. reputation inside that building. You probably want a clean house more than anything. So I think there's you, you, you kind of start there and, and you understand why those kind of shackles, if you will, um, were a non-starter for, for June Jones. You add in the short contract link, um, you know, being able to kind of having, having to uproot your family and, and, and uh, change yeah. jobs, you know, to such a resource intensive job. Right. You're you're out on the mainland recruiting. You're you know running practice. It's, it's a lot more than uh, nearly 70 year old June Jones was really used to from from a day to day perspective. So you can kind of understand why um, he kind of ended up walking. But I think it led Hawaii to the guy that they were always eventually going to move towards in, in, in Timmy Chang. And um, look, it, it's it's a feel good story in terms of him coming back. But he's got a lot on his plate, not just to kind of get past this mess and, and deal with the fallout from Todd Graham resigning, the hurt feelings from this June Jones saga that before that really preceded his hiring. And, um, you know, frankly, the, the challenges ahead for a program that um, one of the more as, as much as you enjoy watching Hawaii football, as much as you like, like want to be out on the islands and want to go vacation there. This is one of the more difficult jobs in all of FBS. I, I un, unquestionably, I, I want to talk very quickly about one thing specifically about the, this cleanup job, right? Because you are, um, it's hard to have imagined a worse process to get to the result that you ultimately wanted, you know, bringing, bringing in Timmy, uh, I think is, is, is defensible. Like I, I I'm not going to sit here and say like, I know exactly which coach is going to win a lot of football games in Hawaii. Uh, Chang is, is from grew up in Hawaii. If I remember correctly, he obviously set every single passing record, um, including, you know, maybe some interception records too, but all the good passing records at, at Hawaii, checking the ball a gajillion times a game. He was like a national folk hero. Uh, he's been a position coach now. Uh, I mean, he's going to, he's going to be a more junior head coaching hire, but it's a weird gig. And, and I can, I can understand all of that. Right. But, by going very public with somebody else. So now Timmy realizes I wasn't the first choice, at least in public, uh, with an already embattled athletic director. And then that process went so poorly that you now have a second Hawaii Statehouse member. This is Bob McDermott, uh, who's calling for another investigation into how this process happened. 
And even if that doesn't necessarily go anywhere, you haul in a couple of other witnesses, you send off some other subpoena, you make the school look bad, you get a bunch of other bad memes, and you drive another wedge through an already fractured booster community. Like I'm, I'll throw this in here in the show notes. Like I saw something here from uh, Hawaii News Now about a couple of, of other local boosters who are like, I don't want to give money while um, this athletic administration is still here. And if you had a guy that that's clearly screwed up the Todd Graham hire, and then screwed up the uh, transition to another hire, and uh, then you know kind of went out there in public in front of the camera saying, "No, I, I, even if I had the money, I wouldn't buy out Todd Graham. Like Todd Graham now, Todd Graham forever, Dr Pepper for life." And then immediately like had things fall apart seventy two hours later. I probably wouldn't want to cut a five hundred thousand dollar check either. So even to say nothing of anything having to do with the football side. This is not an easy place to, to plus your, your roster just got obliterated. Like that's that's pretty terrible. Like I, I that that is that is a level of political involvement that I think would outstrip even what you would have seen in, at any Texas institution in either of our lifetimes, right? Well, and, and it's such an interconnected state, right, between the university, yeah. and the, the city, the the boosters, and and because it is such a small community, um, all things considered, you know, of, of you know people that are stay in Hawaii for, for a long time, it, you know, you do you do have those lengthy relationships, and there's definitely going to be some hurt feelings. It doesn't surprise me at all that there's another investigation. I mean, I basically had somebody say that they not only questioned whether the AD would make this this higher. But whether there would be a cleaning of the house on on that level as well, you know, this is not the first yeah. kind of big issue that that's happening in college athletics. And um, you know, I, I don't know David Matlin all that well, but I, you know, I'm sure he's hearing from it on all fronts. Um, you know, he, you know, I think there were some interesting, you know, answers that he provided uh, at, at some of those Senate hearings um, that I'm sure uh, folks did not want to hear, and and some that folks did want to hear, but didn't really want to, you know, kind of reckon with. And so, uh, you know, to me, it, it's going to be a fascinating situation because it, it's. It's not over. You know, I think this is going to be something that plays out oh. over the next couple months. Um, you know, to be honest, and um, you know, I mean, let's 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 face it. Like I said, you know, you know, uh, Timmy Chang is walking into a difficult job, and these sorts of issues, if you're not aligned off the field and you don't have everybody pulling in the right direction, that can sink a head coach's tenure right away. And and it's already a difficult enough job, as we've been mentioning. Um, you add this on on top of that. I mean, it, it's a really difficult situation for him to walk into. As much as he loves the place, as much as he wants to do well. Um, for his alma mater, um, he's, he's got a big challenge for him. Uh, un unquestionably. We've already seen that if you don't have your whole booster community and administration and everybody going the same direction at a place like Texas, where you have every single advantage you could possibly have in this sport, you're, you're, you're going to lose to Kansas. You're going to be perennially seven and five. I mean, honestly, that, I mean, that would be an improvement for next year. To say nothing of the difficult things that are at, at Hawaii that I want to get to here in a minute. But before we do, I do, I do want to talk about something involving Hawaii. That's good news. Home Field Apparel, um, our title sponsor here for this program, and it has been here for the past couple of weeks, makes beautiful, comfortable, unique, collegiate licensed apparel. I'm wearing some home field stuff right now. We can do this because we have the TV here, right? I'm wearing my, my West Virginia Country Roads hoodie. Um, our heating system here in Chicago is not working entirely uh uh, as well as we'd like it to. So we're wearing hoodies indoors uh, the next the next couple of days, which is perfect because this is the most comfortable hoodie I've ever had in my life. And uh, they have West Virginia. They have uh, most other major programs that you've heard of. They also have Hawaii. Um, and the, the, Some terrific designs from Hawaii, by the way. If, if you haven't seen some of the Rainbow Warrior designs that they have. Oh, my oh. gosh. It's, 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 it, is, it is the best. I, I mean, Homefield doesn't do jerseys. 
and I'm not really a Jersey guy. I think I'm a little bit too old for some of those. But if I, but if someone was selling one of those like old rainbow, like uh, early 1970s Hawaii jerseys, um, Taylor, my wife, don't listen to this. I'd probably I'd pay a hundred bucks. I'd, 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 I mean, like that's it's. I'd hang it up there in the office. It's some of the most beautiful like iconography and helmets and and jerseys for 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 anybody because it's 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 unlike anything else. So if you want some beautiful uh, you know Hawaii rainbow stuff uh, for your uh, hoodie or for your t-shirts, you can get it at Home Field. If you want some stickers to decorate uh, your laptop or your water bottle, got it at Home Field. Um, if you're a college basketball fan. And uh, you are upset about the lack of big time programs that have fun vintage logos. Big new Saturday season three has started. They just dropped a bunch of stuff for Cincinnati. Uh, this week, they're going to be releasing some new designs for Gonzaga. Um, I can tell you that you are a fan of a basketball oriented Pac-12 or Big Ten school that's not currently on home field. You're in luck. Because uh, they're coming, uh, there's going to be a new or school a WCC every week. School, you know, from maybe the Pacific Northwest. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, besides, we got Gonzaga, but there's like some other ones that are coming. Yeah, a lot that there's a lot that's worth uh, being excited about. You're going to buy this stuff, and when you do, at least I hope you buy this stuff because that way we can justify continuing to have sponsors, and also Brian can continue our own home field habits. But when you buy those things, don't pay the full price like some kind of idiot. Uh, you should use our discount code. Use promo code extra points at checkout and you get 15% off that first order. Uh, that's extra points, all one word. It's going to be there in the show notes as well. Um, they're our friends. They're, they're a Midwestern company. They make good stuff. You'll look good. You'll feel good. It's got beautiful rainbows on it. You should, you should buy some, in my humble opinion. Um, I, I, and if you I do completely, cause I have some on my way coming, coming Thursday. So, uh, a giant you, you, box, do, you yeah. do. Yeah. You, we, 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 we meant to go find some time to go to the warehouse when we were down in Minneapolis. We, we didn't, we did have a chance to talk to, to Connor who runs the company and is an A plus human being. Um, next time I'm in Indy, which I'm sure will happen again soon. Uh, I, I, I will, I will swing by there again. So we know that look, Hawaii has got some things going for it. A plus plus mascot. Uniform, history, logos, all that, great. For the design nerd in your life, perfect. When you are good, or at least interesting, you are mainland America's uh, drunk team sweetheart. When everyone is staggering home from the bar, or they're staying up with their newborns, um, and you're not on pay-per-view, because sometimes you're on pay-per-view, America's watching you, and they want you to be successful. They love your Hawaiian shirts. They, 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 they love the unique announcing team. They, 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 a lot of there's Hawaii is a lot of people's second and third favorite team. Everything else right now seems really hard. And I, I think to start, Brian, you remember what their stadium situation is right now, right? Well, there, I mean, so essentially Aloha stadium, which, which everybody will recognize as the home of, of Hawaii football for, forever and ever probably played the pro bowl there for, for a long time as well. Long time. Uh, essentially got condemned. Essentially. I, I don't know what <laughs> it was structurally unsound to play. Not, not exactly what you want to hear uh, when, when no. you're playing football, but I, I mean, look, it, it, you know, we, we, you can talk about uh, the state of, of um, you know, stadiums in, in this country and, and the state of, of, you know, just, you know, issues like this. Um, you know, I mean, you go back to a couple of years with Cal and they essentially had, um, you know, along the same lines where they had to basically retrofit their entire stadium for hundreds of millions it's of dollars. They built the stadium on a gigantic fault line. 
But that, but that, and then that they, is another yeah, story for, for another day. But oh, you know, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get angry for 20 minutes thinking about that. But but right. you're right. But you know, so like, stadium the stadium had can't issues, play right? The, the stadium had some structural issues, and and essentially they couldn't play there. They, it, it's not like they 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 would definitely want to, but uh, you know, the state was like absolutely not. You're you're not you're not gonna play. Yeah. Um, so they've basically gone with a temporary field, and um, you know, they are building a new new. Uh, is, is it on campus? I forget exactly where it's located. I don't think it's on campus, but but the 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 city and the state and everybody working together to build a new Aloha Stadium and like a, a shopping center complex around it. It's supposed to be this nice development. It's hard to maintain steel in some of these facilities in Hawaii. And it's also more expensive because you got to boat some of the stuff in, but you're right there. I want to say they're playing at like a 9,000 seat it, capacity. It's the seat. smallest stadium in FBS currently. So like, you know, that kind of gives you a little bit of a sign. Like Todd Graham has. Oh yeah. Wait, you know, so yeah. Todd Graham, you know, coached at, uh, at Allen high, my alma mater in back in Texas, way back in the day. We, we didn't, <laughs> right. our tenures didn't overlap too much, but um, he, he played in front of bigger crowds easily on Friday nights in Texas than anything he saw close to Hawaii. Now, a lot of, there were some pandemic restrictions, obviously, but in terms of at capacity, you know, this is one of the stadiums. Stadiums yeah. that you say that is a high school field and and that essentially what it is what it is um you know i mean it, it's just it's difficult you know now the new aloha stadium looks fantastic and and they you know they did a good job with the temporary home but you know there's some bleachers you know it's right next to a, a parking garage and like you know what are you going to do at this point um you know there, there's not it's not like you can just go and play a whole lot of places in, in hawaii you know uh, yeah that's that there's only so many stadiums on the island. Like I, this is not a criticism of anybody. Yet. You're right in that program for for having to figure something, especially because I think they found out the stadium was going to be condemned in like the summer. Yeah, no, it was. They had it was to work something together in like six weeks. I was weeks. talking with somebody, uh, yeah. uh, you know, at the school, and they were like, they they were like, this is taking up all of our time in terms of what we have to focus on because it was so quick. You know, it, it was, you know, essentially they had a couple of months to figure out where to play. And, you know, like I said, I think they did a good job in terms of the temporary home, you know, and, and on short notice and, and everything that kind of goes into that. But um, this kind of just speaks to the challenges that, that you face. You know, there, it's not like you can go over, um, you know, if, if you're at San Jose State, you know, and, and you're they're redoing their statements, they could probably go up the road and play at Stanford or, you know, around the Bay at Cal. You know, this is not an option, yeah. you know, if you're in, in Hawaii. And, and I believe they actually did look into um, playing at a few other stadiums around the islands and, and kind of taking the, the traveling roadshow, if you will. Uh, but yeah. I, I believe they got denied in terms of some of the waivers and all the things that they would have to go through. Obviously, huge logis- logistical challenges for, for that, especially for the visiting team coming in. Um, but, Can you, imagine? Uh, you know, I, I think it's making the best of, of the situation. And hopefully, I think the, the when you look at the renderings, when you look at what they want to do with the new Aloha Stadium, I mean, I think they, they'll be in a better spot when that happens, but it, it, it's a tough gig right now, especially when you're talking about playing in a stadium for, for two or three years down the road. I mean, that's tough to sell for kids, you know, who, who just want to play now. They just want to enjoy the life out there in the islands and, and truly want to embrace their, you know, that, that fan base that uh, is so uh, passionate about uh, the rainbow warriors. And when there's only, you know, less than 9,000 of them getting in, you know, and, and that's on at a capacity crowd, um, it, it's going to make life difficult, difficult for these next couple of years. Yeah, so that's definitely true, and and we also, to be fair, I don't if I don't know if they've actually played a capacity crowd yet because the the first COVID year was it was it was empty, and then Hawaii had some of the strongest uh, attendance restrictions uh, for anybody else in FBS, and, and that's part because they're you know you have a lot of tourists coming in there, and you you don't have the same hospital capacity. You know, it makes me think of like when San Diego State, hey, their stadium's going to be rebuilt and it's not going to be available for a while. And they played like, what, an hour, hour and a half away from campus. But there's still a gajillion stadium options. You just have to drive a little bit. 
you can't drive an hour and a half because an hour and a half you're you're in the pacific ocean my dude like you're not going to play on an aircraft carrier like you you really are limited and that isolation i think really shapes everything about working any kind of gig at hawaii right there are no bus trips for any for anybody here because you're the you're the only d1 school on the island and you can't just like bus two hours down the road to go play somebody else. It's what is it, a four hour flight to LA, three and a half hour flight. To, it's, it's not close. Uh, even, even longer then, than that, uh, I believe. So even, much. even longer. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get to go to either of these places. So you, you're recruiting the bulk of your roster from the mainland where their parents may not be able to see them play all the time. And you have some challenges in uh, scouting and getting into these games because you know, you can't just go hop in the Kia and go drive down, you know, 95 and go see six high school games or, or be on campus or a bunch of places. It's far. And if you're far from everything, it also means everything is expensive because you have to ship a bunch of stuff that like, you don't make everything there, which means that some of the either construction or just day-to-day stadium uh, or an athletic department operation sorts of things are not as easy or as affordable as they might be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, this is you know having having visited uh, you know really a couple, just a couple of years ago uh, pre pandemic. I mean, it's yeah. like you know as much as you want to go out to eat and all that, you know, it's it's expensive, you know, and and it's you know the cost of living out there. Um, if it's not the highest in the nation, it's it's approaching that you know statewide, and and just speaks to the remoteness. It's a great place to live. I I, I could certainly see myself uh, retiring there one day, but um, man, yeah. it's it, it is a difficult place to get to, and uh, you know if you embrace that that lifestyle and you embrace what 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 is living on the islands yeah but if you're an 18 to 24 year old probably not getting out all that much either way um you know it's it can be difficult and it's it's an existence that hawaii football has dealt with they've done the best given the circumstances and frankly you look back at, at their history the coaches that have embraced some of the unique challenges of this job uh even the administrators that have done the same um they've had success because it is a football hotbed out there you are able to get um you know kids from like american samoa you are able to get west coast kids certainly even kids from from the east coast you know they, they've had success getting guys um you know by the handful that just want to go you know experience life up there and as difficult as the job is um it definitely has its pluses um you know like nick rolovich um you know for all his ills uh at washington state i mean somebody who really did say this this is a this is a job he, he's obviously a former quarterback he he embraced some of those unique um aspects uh you know brought back the run and shoot made it a priority to recruit local kids um you know made it uh, you know really a priority yeah. to kind of embrace the heritage of that that uh, that job and and what it means to be the Hawaii head coach June Jones did the same thing and they had both had success and and I think it is important to kind of keep in mind that relatively speaking as a Mountain West football program you can win there but it's a a steep climb and sustaining that success um, is is one of the more difficult challenges in in all of uh, FBS football. Yeah, it's it's you, you you bring up something that I think really is pretty important about leaning in and embracing where you are. And this is good advice whether you're an athlete or a coach or an administrator or a reporter or anybody else, right? And it is hard, I think, when you're 18, 19, or even 25 to really I know yourself well enough to to know where you're gonna feel comfortable embracing and 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 leaning into everything. And and people change. Uh, you know, I, I think when you know my my first job out of college was in New Orleans, and I, which is a, a, a you know not like Hawaii, but it, that's a that's a unique, that's a different kind of place. And I had spent almost my entire life in the Midwest, and a mostly small town Midwest, and as a, a non drinker, 
and a non-Southerner and a non a bunch of other things. Like now, as a 34-year-old, I, I think it would have been much easier for me to adapt than it was at 22. And I was really honestly lonely a lot of the time and, and struggling. And, and this happens in Hawaii often of people kind of coming in there and realizing this isn't for me. Or, I, I thought it was, or I get homesick and I move back. So I, I people tweet all the time, like, why isn't Hawaii recruiting superpower? You know, that's part of it. You have to be wired a certain way, especially if, if you're like a, a linebackers coach where you're not making $450,000, but you are paying nine bucks for a box of cereal um, or, 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 you know, have a, have a lifestyle that's more challenging than it would be at an equivalent gig at Colorado state or New Mexico or, or some of these other places. And it isn't for everybody. Um, so trying to figure, figure out who will survive and thrive and be comfortable in that kind of environment um, is a challenge, but that, those kind of restrictions can be the necessity of, uh, of invention. You've seen some, we've seen some really cool offensive stuff come out of Hawaii, whether that's the option, whether that's the run and shoot, whether that's variations of the air raid, um, we, we've seen even good defensive players come out of there. You're right. Like with, with the, you can get enough dudes to win eight games and, and make noise. And you can also win basketball championships. You can, you can play volleyball matches in front of 4,000 people. You, you there's, 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 there are things that are going for it. I would be concerned about the short term trajectory of this program who suddenly has a, a lot of space uh, and a lot of production to make up by the lost in the transfer portal. A lot of bad juju, a lot of lawmakers that would like to get their, their name in the newspaper and, and take a whack at an AD that hasn't really done himself any favors and a, and a tough schedule. So that's, I, you know, best, best of luck to Timmy. Like I, I, it would be fun to see him do well. Um, there's a, that's, there's a lot of headwinds there though. Well, I mean, financially, you know, the school does face a lot of challenges. They have, to, uh, you know, essentially kind of give stipends out for, for travel costs just because of you know, right. the, the issues there. Um, you know, their, their media rights negotiations and, and media rights deals are some of the most unique in, in FBS in terms of pay-per-view yeah. on the islands. Obviously, if you're out here, you're finding probably some illegal streams at some point uh, to get those Spectrum Sports uh, games, um, you know, late at night, but they have the, the streaming. I app. would never. The, I, are, you su- are you suggesting that people might pirate a, a broadcast? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, like, in, I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, the, the, the Mountain West streaming through stadium. There's like, a, you know, some unique, you know, circumstances where they are on CBS Sports Network or an, on FS1. Um, so they have had some, you know, some network games as well. But it's just challenging. You know, they're, they're kind of all over the place. You, you mentioned those, the, the volleyball in particular. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, one of the more powerhouse programs because they are able to not only lure the local, local talent, but recruit heavily on the West Coast. They, they've had a lot of success in, in that sport and others. And you know what? It, it's yeah. just it's just an, uh, an athletic department that faces unique challenges, and you know you mentioned Louisiana. I mean, you go to all every every FBS institution in, in the state, right there. I mean, has some. It's it's just unique. I mean, I don't know another word to describe it. I mean, the the fact is, you know, La Tech is so so much different from Louisiana and and from LSU, obviously. Um, Dude, they might they might as well be different it, states. It really is like incredible. They're, they're, Louisiana is just something that appears on an atlas. And southern Louisiana and northern Louisiana, um, with the I mean, outside maybe of how they feel about the Saints, uh, those are di- I mean, like literally different languages sometimes, di- different worlds for sure. And and I think that you know speaks to just how great college football is, right? You know, it's it's one of the reasons why yeah. we love the sport. You know, if you're going to the NFL, you know, there's yeah, outside of ownership and and you know the amount of resources you might have invested, it, it, there's not 
a whole lot in terms of the difference between if you're an assistant coach, if you're a player playing for the Bengals, playing yeah. for the Browns, playing for the Steelers. Like, yeah, there, there's some some minute de- details that uh, certainly make each of those franchises unique, but um, nothing on the level that you see here in the college game. And um, Hawaii, more than anything, I think really represents you know what it is uh, to have a college athletics program. I mean, we've been hearing for years about um, you know some of the struggles that they've had, obviously, but um, also some of the fights they've had over student fees and funding that program yeah. um obviously booster issues as we brought up earlier in terms of guys just not donating i mean that they do kind of have uh you know a small donor base uh, you know let's face it uh, that is very much local um yeah they have some some folks on the mainland that contribute but you know a lot of your development work is is happening right there in the islands which is great for having those connections locally and, and having those deals that do make sense for both school and the program itself but um it can also be challenging kind of going through those couch couch cushions and and finding that extra, um, you know, six years yeah. you're going to need to hire an assistant coach or keep them. You know, I think that more than anything, that that's been a big challenge. I think that a lot of the Hawaii head coaches have found is if I have a great offensive coordinator, if I have a great defensive coordinator or somebody like that, unless they truly are maybe a Hawaii native, maybe they played at UH, um, you know, they're, they're likely one or two years in out and out and heading back to the mainland. And frankly, those, you know, a lot of those assistant coaches that are not from there, family wise, they, they face a lot of challenges as well. You gotta, you gotta keep in mind yeah. that, um, if you have kids there, it, it can be great experience to have them out there and, and going through and, and learning about the culture out there, going through school there. Um, you know, they, they have some, some terrific, um, private schools that obviously are football powerhouses that we've seen, but, um, you know, if you're not from there, you don't have that support family, uh, you know, around you that, that can help, you know, watch your kids. If you got to run out to get a haircut or go shopping or whatever, um, you know, it, it can make life difficult, more difficult than it is, um, on top of the, the added cost of living. So it's, it's, especially if you're a coach, when you're already working 90 hours a week, if you don't have, whether that's the, the families of other coaches or like your church, uh, or somebody else helping and you have small children, no matter where you are, that's, that's, I mean, dude, could you, I mean, like I live eight miles from my in-laws. So I have access to some free babysitting. It's part of the reason we live in Chicago during the last year and a half without them. Uh, and I do not have nearly as hard of a job as a linebackers coach. I would have a lot more of these bad boys coming in right here. If I do this myself. Um, and, and like you've, you've lived in places where you've had access to family before that makes things so much easier to do that when you don't have anything, when all of your support structure is 6,000 miles away. It's, it's not, it's not an easy gig, whether you're at Wyoming, whether you're at Hawaii, whether you're at Maine, whether you're at Alaska Fairbanks or, or, uh, or, or, or something else. I, I feel like I remember before the football season, you and I did a couple of like shows where we did explainers on certain areas. We did like a Texas explainer. We did a Florida explainer. Um, one of the places we definitely should do one is Hawaii and and, and, and kind of pop under the hood uh, about some of these things here. Because we've, we've gone 40 minutes uh, just talking about one program. <laughs> I think it, it could pretty easily be another hour and a half from somebody that, that really has that, that detailed local knowledge. Oh, absolutely. And I think, uh, again, you know, I think a lot of college football fans too almost embrace Hawaii as kind of their second or third favorite team. Just yeah. not only are they on late at night, maybe maybe they're a gambler. They want to kind of catch up on, on the end of the, a- the action uh, at the end of the day. Um, you know, but for, for so long, 
I, you know, they were they were that last game. That was kind of how you set your clock and whether you're falling asleep at, 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 at halftime or or whatnot, you know, just to have those games on at seven, eight, nine o'clock, um, you know, at night and, and have the kickoff late into the night, um, you know, on the East Coast. I mean, it was, um, you know, certainly a program builder in terms of their reputation and, and how they had success and um, how they were able to get on a lot of radars. But um People kind of overlooked the actual challenges from where they were on the field to how they actually got there. And so, um, you know, it's a situation worth following because some of the issues that Hawaii face in terms of the, the structural issues that they face are certainly unique to them. But a lot of them are, are not. You know, a lot of them are some of the other things that college programs uh, in the Mountain West uh, you know, in the West Coast, um, are also dealing with. And I think that's something that uh, they can also learn from, um, you know, what's going on at UH. Yeah, um, I, I'm 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 excited to keep to keep digging into it. It's it's uh, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe the next part of this story isn't an, yet another congressional investigation or you know I, I you know money laundering or or uh, crimes that aren't funny. Some some crimes are funny. Stealing stealing crab legs that's a funny college football crime. Uh, when the phrase water polo crimes was something that we all kind of had to say with a straight face, like objectively, that is funny. There are, there are college football crimes that are not funny. So hopefully that's not the next step here, but we will keep following along. I want to add a couple of links uh, to some of these new stories in the show notes, show notes, of course, that you can find at extrapointsmb.com. That is the newsletter. It publishes four times a week. Um, you can subscribe for free. You've probably already subscribed. If you've been listening to the show for 40 minutes and you haven't subscribed, like what the hell are you waiting for? I, we, come on, we got we, we got we got the, we got we got granola bars and fruit snacks to buy here. Subscribe to the newsletter; it's free. You can also get a paid subscription to get access to four newsletters a week, uh, hundreds of back order newsletters, some um, our, our Discord channel, and of course some free stickers. I can I can even hold these up here, right? Like these these beautiful fart monster stickers. We got the ones here of, of the football playing Bagman that we kind of riffed off of a, a, a Tulane University uh, print back from like the early 40s, just eight bucks a month. And if you're an athletic director or a, a university professor that's looking to use, use this in your class or in your department, I'll cut you a deal. You can get it for four bucks a month, which is pretty good. Um, you can find all of that. Brian, I know you, before we go, you've been doing a bunch of, I think, especially interesting video work that our listeners may be especially interested in, where can they find it? Uh, if you go to uh, csconnect.live, that's a, a way you can sign up if you want to be in this industry. That's a, a great uh, kind of foot in the door. Um, it, it's kind of essentially kind of an ins insular LinkedIn just for college athletics, but uh, we have a lot of video content that, that is going up there. Just talked to Pac-12 yeah. Commissioner George Klyovkov. Um, have talked with Kevin Warren on there. Um, obviously, a lot of ADs. Uh, had, had a ton of our interviews that uh, we did at the NCAA convention. Like We were just, as we were just speaking, Dan, you know about uh, about Hawaii athletics. Uh, spoke to Big West Commissioner, you know Dan Butterly, about some of the challenges he faces in that league, um, yep. such as UC Riverside even potentially dropping out of um, you know Division One and, and that study. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff. I, I think for fans that, that might want to get into this industry, um, administrators that are already here, you know, sign up there. Um, you know, all of our great contents there. We'll link to it a little bit as well as well in the D1 ticker if you want to sign up for that at, at d1ticker.com. And uh, I'm always at, uh, at Brian D. Fisher on Twitter, which is a great place to uh, to find a lot of my work as well. And and by the way, not just subscribe to this podcast. Let's keep it going. We're, we're going to amp it up. We're adding video elements, all that stuff. Uh, give us five stars as yeah, well. Look at all this. Baby, this is production value. This 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 wasn't free. 
Brian was slaving away at some of this stuff. The, whole, the dude fell asleep and then woke himself back up to finish it here. Um, Absolutely. True story right there. Yeah. No, like this, this, this is, uh, this is how we're, we're, we're going to add a couple other things here too. Um, I'll, I'll plug collegiate sports connect again. Like um, that is something that is primarily geared towards people in the industry, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that would be useful to anybody who isn't, but just is really emotionally invested in how, this sausage is made beyond Brian's like really excellent high level interviews over our, our time there in, um, in Indianapolis. I talked to Tim Duncan, the athletic director at uh, university of New Orleans, like not that Tim Duncan, but uh, this Tim is also extremely tall. Um, and, and he let me know that the, they're considering starting an FCS football team, which would be big news for the Southland conference and uh, you other conference realignment degenerates. I uh, talked to a bunch of other athletic directors there about all kinds of, of funding, and recruiting and, uh, and and growth uh, struggles and uh, opportunities that they're all facing. You can find all that there. Um, we'll be back next week. I have, we have we have another guest. We have something that is that nothing to do with football scandal. Well, mostly nothing to do with football scandals. That we're excited to talk to you about. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch up with you on the internet.